St. Canardians, yes, it's me. I am back here. Welcome back to the St. Canard Files, the Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and I'm Mike Russo. And I thought I was confused when I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> oh man, how's it going, Mike? It's it's going really good. It's good to have you back on. Yeah, it's man, really... it seems weird right now. <laughs> yeah, we haven't recorded something together in weeks. Yeah, Seven, man, we, we had that weeks. six weeks. Yeah, eight weeks. Yeah, eight mm-hmm. weeks layoff. Uh, well, you've been back two weeks recording the episode. I've been a little under the weather. Um, I'm not sick anymore, but I still have that dry cough. So, yeah, uh, excuse me if I cough while we're recording, guys. But uh, we're here to record uh, Twin Beaks. I was about to mess it up <laughs> with the actual name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but before we get into the episode, uh, just a li- few announcements. Um. We now have a Facebook uh, group page uh, for the St. Canard Files uh, Darkwing Duck group uh, where you guys can post anything from Darkwing to the new DuckTales to the old DuckTales or anything Disney afternoon. And we've been actually getting a lot more uh, as far as uh, interaction in there. People Mm. liking, people posting, people commenting. Uh, It just doesn't have quite the following yet, but it's still new. We have about maybe close to 200 followers on there, but it's still it's growing pretty fast, man. It's pretty active. So appreciate to everybody that's on there. Uh, I got my admins and moderators, uh, Tori, Vix. They're promoting all the new DuckTales stuff. And then, you know, we got the OG Stan who's with me on the old, old Darkwing stuff on there. So that page, that group page is going pretty good. So we hope you guys can enjoy it and uh, enjoying it, too, man. And have some fun with us on there. Um, Mike. Yeah. Um, are you caught up with the new DuckTales as of now? Um, I know this will well, be released after the big Darkwing episode, but yeah. As of... <laughs> so um, and, and we don't even know. How, I mean, as as of this recording, we've seen the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, when you guys listen to this, the episode would have already been a week old. I'm sure we would have geeked out enough about that. We mm-hmm. are planning on making some sort of flash quack involving it. I'm sure you've already heard that as well. But as of this recording, yes, I am all caught up. I think I am caught up, uh, Mike. Uh, the last episode I saw was um, a fountain episode where they were trying to find like a fountain of youth or yes. something. That okay, was the so most I, recent one as far as this recording. Yeah. Okay. I just watched that one yesterday. Uh, I did enjoy that one. Uh, I didn't care for the Halloween one. And I didn't care for – I don't know the name of the episodes. The one where the moon lady they – a, They put a moon lander on the earth. Yeah, and, and she was like at the fair. Oh, I liked that one. I did not like that one. She was trying I to that go was back. Hilarious. To the I like the one before that. Uh, it was Lena and Magica. Oh, okay. Yeah, the the Phantom and the Sorceress. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't know I the was, name of the episode. You like you like you like Lena. I love Lena. I love Lena. <laughs> that was okay. I liked Gladstone in that one. I, I was glad to not see the boys and uh, Scrooge as much, even though I want Scrooge back on the show. But it was good not to see the boys on that episode. Yeah. Um, I think it would have been cool, though, if we would have had a B-side of that episode 
where we Something. saw where with the boy, where we could have seen where the boys and Scrooge went. Yeah, <laughs> that episode was pretty overloaded already because they can't just have Webby and Lena; they have to have Violet too. So there's already a lot of people in that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, that what was the name of the last episode with the fountain one? Ah, uh, you know what? I don't remember. You don't remember? Cause, okay. Because you you know what happened? Will the episode came out? We watched it that morning, and then all of a sudden the trailer for Let's Get Dangerous came out right after that. So mm-hmm. I've already forgotten all about that last episode. My mind is <laughs> my mind's on Darkwing right now. Okay. Um. Well, I, I got a couple of friends in uh, Thailand right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been doing like cosplay videos for them. They they don't know what Darkwing is and stuff like that. They're just they're so hardcore in the anime. But yeah. I did send them the link to the trailer because I asked one of them would they cosplay as the new Goslin. One of them was like, oh, she's so cute. The other one was like, I don't know who that is. Uh, I don't know, right? (laughs) But when I sent them the link to the trailer, they both were like, whoa, that looks so cool. They were like, I want to see it. So they got some interest in Dark Queen right now. They want to see it. (laughs) Yeah, this this episode's gotten a lot of media attention so far. And again, it's not even out as of this record, but the media attention already for this one. I I see lots of sites reporting on it. (laughs) this is gonna be big yeah it's gonna be big man but mike let's go ahead and get into today's episode let's not prolong it people want to hear us talk they haven't heard me and you talk together a long time because during that six week layoff we didn't do anything together did we no everything was separate okay last thing i'm gonna mention before we get into the episode sorry guys um shout out to mike for putting together that bushroot tribute that was mike's idea all by himself he wanted to do that for quite a while and mike it was long overdue to give oh, Bush yeah. his, his his respects you know and, and uh jim peterson's always an amazing guest i love yeah. talking to him in fact whenever i talk to him before we record together i end up on the i end up on um skype with him for over an hour just talking about his career he's <laughs> really he's really fun to talk to that episode could have went twice as long Okay, yeah, man. I'm glad you did that. I'm glad you had Jim on there. Uh, we owed it to Bu- the Bushroot fans. We owed it to them, I think. So, you know. And speaking um, of Bushroot. Yeah, speaking of Bushroot, let's go in. What is today's episode, Mike? Twin Beaks. And I think me, we both have a confession to make. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we don't know anything about the original Twin Peaks. Nothing. Never seen an episode. I've never seen a preview. I've never seen a trailer. I don't even know who's in it. I know nothing about it, Mike. I will say this much. There's like little bits and pieces I've been able to research so I can understand this episode more, but I have not watched a single episode of Twin Peaks. Yeah, so if you're a fan of Twin Peaks, we're both already apologizing. We don't know the references like that. Mike researched a few of them, but I I know nothing. No. So we're, we're just going to talk Darkwing pretty much today, but Mike said he'll do a little bit of referencing, but he's not going to stay on it too long. No, not at all. <laughs> all right. So, Mike, what's our production and air date order? The original air date was Monday, February 10th, 1992. And for a production number, this is episode 63. Um, Dances with Bigfoot was a little bit later. But, um, again, production numbers don't mean all that much. They're just numbers. But this is 63rd in production order. Mm-hmm. And uh, story editor is Tad Stones. Hey, Ted. This story must have meant a lot to him because not only did he story edit this episode, he also wrote it. 
Hey, when you're the big dog, you can do what you want. <laughs> he he didn't write it alone though. Um, oh, okay. Jan Stranod, who um, wrote the Secret Origins of Darkwing Duck, and also came up with the story for Darkly Dawn's The Duck with Tad, um, also helped him write this one. And I can kind of see both of their writing styles in this. Like Tad knows these characters really well, and I think they're fleshed out very well. Mm-hmm. And Jan Stranod is really great at like the sci-fi stuff and all the references. So I think they wrote a really good episode. Okay, and who who's our animator today? Sun Wu again. Sun Wu, okay. We have I, a lot of Sun Wu. There was one thing error that I noticed. Uh, I don't know if you caught it. What's um, that? Should we wait until he shows up, or? Uh, it's it's up to you. You, you want me to mention it now? Go ahead. That's your call. It. Go ahead. Uh, H- Hunker's shirt when they, yes. they, when he was in. Okay. Okay, when I don't he first even, well, walks in, when he first walks into the house, it's yeah. the wrong shade of green. Okay, I didn't know if that was supposed to be like a shadow or something, or like did no, they really? Okay, whoever was coloring the cell messed up. It, you know, it happens. Did, did any scenes pop your eye with someone? Because normally they have at least one that we both like. Hey, I like the, that shot. The dream sequence. Oh, Darkwing, okay. Darkwing subconscious. But why are we getting ahead of ourselves? So we'll get yeah. there. Okay. Okay. So All right. before we get into the episode itself, just a little bit about Twin Peaks. I'm not going to go crazy. Um, it was a murder mystery series. It aired on ABC between April 1990 and June 1991. So it, it, it already ended, like, way before Darkwing Duck premiered. Um, it, w- it was set in a town called Twin Peaks. A diner is a primary setting in that show. There is a waitress in that series that wears a eye patch. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. Um, at one point, uh, Launchpad says the cows are not what they seem. Um, in an episode, a character says the owls are not what they seem. And there is something else that happens. I'll wait until we get later into the episode. But obviously, you know, Tad and John Stranod, they know this show. They've obviously had seen the show, and there's a lot of references to it. But the fact mm-hmm. that me and Will, me and you, Will, have not seen it, I can't really point much out. Okay. The musical score, though, um, a lot of that is kind of a takeoff of the Twin Peaks score. The Twin yeah. Peaks score. And I remember Philip Giffen mentioned it during that uh, virtual panel. He, he right. mentioned I, this episode. Yeah. I do remember it because you you hear very undarkwing duck kind of music, kind of stuff you wouldn't hear, be- you would never hear before. That's mm-hmm. Twin Peaks stuff. Okay. So let's let's jump into the episode. All right, let's jump into it. We got Bushroot. He's in prison. He's locked up, Mike. And mm-hmm. he and wants out. out. Yeah, he has no sun. He has no water. I think he I have leaf flies. <laughs> I think I have leaf flies. <laughs> yeah, so poor Bushroot. He, he, he's got to get out of prison. He needs some sunlight and stuff, man, you know. Um, and he's a, he he's met, a fortune. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, and he's, he's mentioned he's only robbed banks for seed money. <laughs> okay. You know? <laughs> and he makes a comment that's kind of foreshadowing. You think I was the only uh, vegetable that went bad? Yeah. <laughs> so that's foreshadowing the entire episode. Yeah, but then we get a light flashing through his window in his cell. Something, yeah. yeah it's something, but we don't really know what happens because then we get a cut and we get the thunder quack flying across the screen. Right. And uh, Launchpad is piloting with his feet because he's obsessed with um psychic phenomenon and the subconscious mind mm-hmm. he's and, reading uh, a book on it 
Yes. <laughs> while flying. <laughs> while flying. And Darkwing is, you know, blah blahing all of what Launchpad says. You know, you don't need a psychic powers to solve crimes. You just need, you know, keen intellect and all that deduction stuff, as Darkwing would say, of course. Yeah. So, and, you know, um, oh, but, by the way, great joke. Darkwing says, you know, it was my keen intellect that put Bushroot away in the first place. And Launchpad goes, wasn't it because he, tr he tried to hide in a police car? <laughs> he, put, he, he put him on blast. That's messed up. <laughs> yeah, so we got the warden. He's waiting on DW. This um, is the same warden from Darkly Dawn's The Duck. Yeah. Um, warden Waddlesworth. He's being voiced here by Jim Cummings. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, what's going on? What's happened to Bushroot? He hasn't moved in two weeks. He's just and, still staring at that window. Yeah, but he's now he's a hollow husk. Uh, his eyes are completely hollow. Actually, kind of creepy. He's just standing there with his mouth open. There's nothing inside of him. He's just a husk. Mm -hmm. And Darkwing now is convinced that Bushroot is dead. Yeah, he says there's no pulse, n nothing. <laughs> of course, no pulse is, uh, you know, typical for a plant. Oh, yeah. And then uh, LP tries a little something with Bushroot's body there. He tries to check for auras. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to connect with his subconscious with bush roots and stuff, you know. But Launchpad, luckily, he trips over a vine that apparently bush roots not dead. He just sprouted right out of the wall. Mm -hmm. So they yeah, go home. That, yeah, we get a transition. They're back at Drake's, and, and uh, LP yep. and Gaz they're building up their psychic powers. They're working together right now. They're wearing pyramids on their head. Pyramid power. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but then we get a knock at the door. Mm-hmm. Who is it? It's Honk. Hey, Honker. <laughs> and uh, what's, what's Honker's problem? He's panicking. He says his family's acting really weird. His family's gone. Mm -hmm. Not just, that's just weird. They're, they've disappeared. They just up and left him behind. Yeah. And that, that's the scene where his shirt was the wrong color, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they go, they go next door and... The whole living room is full of dirt, and Honker says, you know, my mom started gardening, apparently, in the house. Mm -hmm. And so they're looking around, and Launchpad trips over a giant cabbage, and that's when the Twin Peaks music starts. You hear a little bit of that. Okay. And Honker mentioned uh, the aunt, her, his Aunt Trudy sent it to them, but he can't get near it because it gives them hives. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, Goslin, she spot, spots the VCR tape, right? Yes, because Darkwing mentions that the the TV set's still warm, and they find a tape inside. And what is the tape called? Gardening with Gertie. Yes. Okay, so there's the woman on this videotape, uh, Gertie. She's voiced by Joan Gerber, um, born 1935. Unfortunately, she passed away in 2011. Um. I'm not going to go into everything. It's just not worth it. But she's one of those voice actresses who was in a little bit of everything, starting in 1959. Like, oh, wow. tons and tons of stuff. But for us, who is she most well-known for voicing? Mrs. Beakley? Yes. Mrs. Beakley on the original DuckTales. She was also Goldie on that show, too. Um, she was on a ton of shows, but I think this is the character we know her best as, right? Mm -hmm. um, she's also a character later on in this episode too so she played two characters okay so what happens next uh, they watch the tape and uh, DW spots Bushroot in the background yes he's just hiding out back there 
Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, Darkwing keeps trying to pin the Muddlefoot's disappearance on Bushroot. He won't let it go. Mm-hmm. Like, he's really convinced that Bushroot is behind everything that's happened so far. Yeah. Um, but but then we get into a little drama of how they're going to discover where to go. Yeah. You know, DW suggests the VCR tape. LP wants to use his psychic powers. And what a he coincidence. Wants use, <laughs> he wants to use one of those dowsing rods. Mm-hmm. And... You know, they look at the box, and Launchpad trips, and the dowsing rod jabs into a map, and both the address on the box and the spot where he, you know, hit the map, it's, where is it? Twin Peaks. Weird, says Goslin. <laughs> so yeah. before we get back to the characters, we do see a few scenes in Twin Twin Beaks. Um, we see a diner where you see Honker's Aunt Trudy, and you see Binky. Also, of course, like every other seat in the diner has a cabbage on it. Yeah. You also see out in a field, you see some farmers growing cabbages, including Herb. And then you see a couple of guys up by a waterfall toss Bushroot's corpse into a river. This is significant because the murder mystery that starts off Twin Peaks began with a naked body wrapped in plastic. So that's... Anybody who's not familiar with Twin Peaks, this is what this is from. This is what this is referencing. Okay. Twin Peaks was not a kid's show. So bravo to Tad Stones for parodying something that no kid had seen. I didn't see it. <laughs> um, so we go back to the characters. They're flying the Thunderquack. What does Launchpad do? He puts on a blindfold. <laughs> hey, his most smoothest landing ever in a tree. But uh, Darkwing also gave a a Star Wars reference here. Yeah, Launchpad's walking around talking about, you know, using his subconscious. And Darkwing calls him Duck Skywalker using the power (laughs) of the farce. Yeah, instead of the force. (laughs) Yeah. So they're they're wandering through the forest. And then they hear cows. Mm -hmm. So they 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 know they're near the town somewhere. But then Launchpad wanders off. And they find him talking to a log. Yeah, which is really weird. And that's when Launchpad says, the cows are not what they seem. Mm-hmm. And he says the log gives them directions to the diner, tells them to go to Trudy's diner. They have great pie and darn good coffee. But the cows told Launchpad to stay away from the coffee. Yeah. So Launchpad is definitely coming off as a little crazy right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they get to the diner and the cabbage is everywhere. But, and, oh, can I just point out one joke? Go for it. Um, and my daughter laughed at this. She thinks this is funny. Um, they have a bathroom for men, women, and a bathroom for cabbages. Yeah, I saw that. The cabbage <laughs> uh, sign on the door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're at the diner, and Trudy serves them. Mm-hmm. She looks just like Binky, man. <laughs> but it looks like Darkwing has the hots for her, doesn't it? Yeah. He He's definitely eyeing her out. The only difference is... Her, her maid dress is now red, and she has the eye patch. Well, what does it say about Darkwing's true feelings toward Binky? What What is he covering up? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> if he finds this woman attractive, what, is, what doesn't he like about Binky? I know, right? <laughs> and um, so they're having a conversation, and Launchpad happens to mention the cows. Everybody in the diner freaks out. Mm-hmm. At, the, at, the, at the mere mention of a cow, everybody's out of there. Um, I do like, this is a great dialogue from Jim Cummings 
when Darkwing is still trying to blame Bushroot. He gets up, he gets up, he stands up on the on the booth, and he goes, uh, "Cows make milk. Milk goes bad. The coffee's bad. Bushroot's bad. Don't you see? It all connects." Yeah. And they're like, "How?" <laughs> <laughs> and um, before so that what happened, ha- didn't Honker run out the back or something? Yes, Honker runs out the back to meet mm-hmm. his mom and dad. Apparently, they left to help with the harvest, which sounds very sinister. Mm-hmm. Honker goes out back, and Herb and Binky are kind of acting weird, aren't they? Yeah, and they they open up the cabbage, and what did Honker see? His face in it. Yeah. And I love um, and uh, I just I love how like Herb like says something. He's got this evil look on his face. It's really creepy. Mm-hmm. And something happens to Honker. We don't see it. So. Yeah. So Darkwing, Launchpad, and Goslin are out in the woods again, trying to figure out what's going on. And Darkwing is still blaming Bushroot until he trips over his corpse. Yeah, and it's wrapped in plastic still. And they go, why would you wrap him in plastic? And Goslin goes, how else do you keep vegetables fresh? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, don't Goslin kind of wanders off when she runs into Honker? Yeah, she meets Honker. Is it Honker? No, it's not him. No, but she thinks not- it is at first. Mm-mm. And now it's starting to come together. Um, it turns out, obviously, alien cabbages are duplicating people so mm-hmm. they can take over the planet. Um, and they almost duplicate Goslin. They almost get Goslin, too. But luckily, Goslin saves Honker. Yeah, and she, she runs to a cliff and a light shows up. Another bright light. Yes. Yes. I, we, I wonder what that is. We don't know yet, though. <laughs> so coming up to her, I think, is probably conceptually and visually my favorite scene in the entire episode. This episode is really good. I know we're kind of just blowing through the plot, but it's really funny. A lot of it's dialogue, but this dream sequence that happens here is great. Darkwing finally tries to do things Launchpad's way. Mm -hmm. He puts on a pyramid hat, but it's three pyramids because he has to do everything like three times better than anybody else, but immediately walks into a tree. (laughs) He's knocked out. (laughs) And he knocks himself out. Um, so here's a dream sequence. This is a few minutes long, and I, I love this. This, to me, is everything that I wish Dreamworld had been visually. Because this is, this is like Darkwing subconscious. This is terrific. Um, do you want to describe some of this? Uh, go for it. This is your favorite scene. Go for it. Okay, so first of all, Darkwing sitting on a star. He goes, hey, this is great. Um, I can see my subconscious. Maybe I'll learn a few things. And if you look in the background, a cloud is actually shaped like Darkwing's silhouette. Mm-hmm. And and all of a sudden, his dream basically becomes a nightmare. He falls off of the star, crashes to Earth, and then a giant launch pad grows out of the sand and says, the cows are not what they seem. And mm-hmm. then two cows show up dressed as policemen and beat Darkwing over the head with their clubs. And then we see, I love this, this is so cool. Um, it's kind of like a Jacob Marley bush root. He's covered in chains. He's carrying a log and he goes, look what they did to me. It's, it's actually kind of creepy. And then a whole bunch of cabbages come out and start dancing around in lines. The log runs past Darkwing, calling out in bush roots voice. You'll never take me alive. And then all of a sudden, all of the cabbages open up. And who are they? Uh, Herb and Binky. And they're doing this kick line from hell. Like, mm-hmm. it's great. 
And um, they all grab Darkwing and they go to feed him to a giant carnivorous cabbage. And then Launchpad flies over the moon on a cow and says, you should have listened to us, DW. And it's like, it's insane. Like, this is so cool. And then all of a sudden, before Darkwing can get eaten by this cabbage, a giant, like, demonic cow comes out of the ground. It's kind of like Chernabog from Fantasia, which mm-hmm. I know you've seen, right? Oh, yeah. They look at it. It's got to be just like that. And then all of a sudden, the cow, a beam of light comes out of the cow's hand, and then Darkwing wakes up. Yeah. Like, this is last maybe a minute, a minute and a half, but it's really, really cool. I love this scene. It's like it has a whole new, whole new musical score, it's great. And for Sun Wu, like, yeah, this is cool. I love this scene. Like, what do you think of it? Oh, this is, this is pretty cool. You know, it does some foreshadowing and it kind of gives some plot away. Uh, if you've already seen the episode, if you've never seen it, then you, you might not catch some of the foreshadowing on it. Well, the log running past <laughs> shouting in Bushroot's voice, mm-hmm. that is definitely foreshadowing. Oh, yeah. And um, so Darkwing wakes up. And Honker and Goslin are there, and they're not alone. Who's with them? Talking cows. Yes, a alien cow. An alien cow, here's another reference, from the planet Larson on the far side of the galaxy. Another far side reference. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking I'm thinking a few of our writers really love the far side. <laughs> <laughs> now, who, who uh, voiced this main cow? This is Joan Gerber again. Mm-hmm. Harder to tell because it isn't very close to her Beakley voice, but it's definitely her. Yeah, the Gertie um, one gave it away, though. Oh, the Gertie one, that's Mrs. Beakley's voice, straight oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> this is a little different, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so she explains what's going on. Cabbages are trying to take over the world by duplicating people. She was in contact with, you know, weaker minds, which explains what Launchpad has been doing. Mm-hmm. And... The plant creature was their Earth spy. Bushroot. Bushroot. So the log that Launchpad's been holding, actually, I like this animation. It jumps out of his hands, lands on the ground, and in one continuous piece of animation grows into Bushroot. Like the, like the legs pop out, the arms pop out, his head grows up, the hair sprouts, and his beak pops out of his head. I think that was really cool. Yeah, and I, I like that it's it's now revealed that the whole time Bushroot's been a good guy. It's been yes. so Yeah, you know, he's no longer the bad guy for a moment, you know? Well, as Bushroot says, I may be a mutant plant duck, sure, but I'm an Earth mutant plant duck. You know, it's, <laughs> his, it's his planet, too. Yep. And then the cows disappear. Because the cow was only a holographic projection. Yeah, DW that, didn't get it. <laughs> and that's when Darkwing says, and I thought I was confused when I didn't know what I was going on. <laughs> All right, so it's time to take down our alien vegetables. Yeah, we first we get DW. He's at the diner, and uh, he's got the gas gun where it's like a mower or something. Yeah, like a uh, a ro- like a rotating blade on the end of it. Yeah, and he, uh, <laughs> LP's throwing cabbage at it, and it turns into coleslaw. He's he's scaring them. Yeah, yeah they're scaring he, all these cabbage people. <laughs> he goes seconds, anyone. <laughs> <laughs> And then we get LP. He he got another plan to scale, uh, scare the Herb and Binky uh, cabbage. Yeah. What does he do? He uh, tells them there's a cabbage. Uh, no, there's cabbage beetles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Goss comes flying. Be- Goss yeah. comes flying in as a cabbage beetle. <laughs> Scares everyone away. Mm-hmm. So then she goes to check on Honker, who's in the kitchen of the diner mixing something. 
and he's sucking it up into like a bug spray or like a little spritzer. And then the duplicates of Herb and Binky come in. And this is actually kind of cool. Like, Honker doesn't have it in him to attack them. Because he's like, but my mom. Like, he doesn't want to attack them because it's his parents. Mm-hmm. And Goslin has to remind him. She goes, those things aren't your parents. And he's, he finally gets the guts. He squirts them with something. What is it? What did he squirt them with? <laughs> Salad dressing. <laughs> I, I love cocky Honker. Mm-hmm. Like, he blows on the tip of the sprayer like it was the barrel of a gun. Um, <laughs> I love any time Honker gets the guts to do something like that. That's that's cool for Honker. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, our heroic Bushroot moment. You no, know, he's one of the good guys here. All of his plant pals, um, you know, stalks of corn, tomato plants, they start attacking the the aliens, too. Yep. And they start uh, throwing the corns at the cabbages, everything. And then Bushroot says, no one's going to call us a bunch of pansies. But then the re- then the pansies get upset. <laughs> He's like, "Whoops, sorry guys." So things are going pretty good for now until the multiple DWs show up. Yeah, the cabbages start multiplying dark wings, and they all have gas guns too. Mm-hmm. So just when things look like they're not going to go well for our heroes, who shows up? The cows. Yeah, they start zapping all the cabbages. Yeah, and it's kind of cool when they finish zapping all the cabbages back. Uh, you get to see uh, Bushroot and DW high five each other. It's really yeah, cool. Yeah, they, sh- they shake hands too. Mm-hmm. Nice to see them work together. Yeah. So, so then, um, yeah. So then, when that that happened, um, DW sides with Bushroot on eating. No, no, they they go back to the diner, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's, back in the di- yeah, everybody's and, uh, coming out of it. Herb and Binky are okay. Yeah, and then uh, the cow explains how the cabbage uh, were just there for food, but then they started uh, getting their own, I guess, uh, artificial intelligence? Radiation. Got... Oh, okay. <laughs> Radiation leak, she said. Yeah, and, but Bushroot didn't like that. He didn't like what she said about them eating the plants. Yeah, he's like, he's like that's barbaric. You eat them? And mm-hmm. Darkwing's like, yeah, I don't normally agree with Twiggy here, but after all this, that is kind of gross. <laughs> but then she calls DW out about eating steak. He goes, actually, I'm a peanut butter and jelly man myself. <laughs> yep, and and uh, that wraps it up, right? Yeah, well, the cow says, um, we're lucky we came in time. If even one cabbage got away, it would be disastrous. Mm-hmm. And how do we end? Uh, Bushroot, he goes outside. But what does he have with him? Uh, trying to remember. What does he got with him? I can't remember. A cabbage. He had. Oh, he had. That's right. He stole one. <laughs> yeah, he says being the world's only mutant plant duck is a lonely job. But then he holds up the cabbage. He goes, not anymore. Yeah, and he, he runs off, off with the cabbage. Yeah, he takes off with the cabbage. He's potentially <laughs> dooming mankind. I know, right? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I can't be mad at him because I feel so bad for him. <laughs> oh, Bushroot. Yeah, it was good to see him though for on the good side for once though. It, yeah, it really was, man. It's a nice use of him. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's not really a Bushroot episode because he's not really in it a lot. Mm-hmm. But I love the way they use him. Yeah, I really do. I really do. All right, so, that, so that's Twin yeah, Beaks. That's Twin Beaks, Mike. So let's go ahead and let's uh let's knock out some scores, man. Um, how many gas gun canisters you give in this episode? I think this is a really great episode. I don't think our discussion really. Uh, really showed how great I think this one actually is. I think it's just really well written. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really ballsy to take a show like Twin Peaks 
and reference it like so blatantly like this mm-hmm. and that's really cool like you don't have to under- know the show to under to enjoy this episode i mean god knows i didn't know the show mm-hmm. but i like the- i think this is one of the greatest episodes of the show i mean it isn't Whoa. like it isn't top tier the okay. way like justice ducks or negaverse are but it's mm-hmm. definitely a very high second tier or very low first tier really so Whoa. yes that's my opinion of it i think <laughs> it's because it's so different and it's okay. trying, it's doing all these things that no episode has done and never would do. So I'm going to give it a four and a half. Whoa. Yes. You went way up there, Mike. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did not see that coming. It's, uh, it's a, I, I, I kind of started Cincinnati right here at the end, but like our pre-talk and, you know, as we discussing, I didn't see you going that high, but hey, you know, to each their own. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go. You're as high. But. No, I'm not as high, but I'm not going to give it a low score. Uh, I'm going to go three and a half. Okay. Uh, I think it's a solid episode. Uh, I love the bush route. Uh, there's a lot of good jokes on here. LP kills this episode. Uh, I think he's kind of under the radar. You know, we, we barely talked LP, but uh, he's definitely hilarious in this episode. Uh, what you uh, got, you got Tad writing a lot of the story. You're going to get that. Yeah. You know, bush route. I, like you said, I wish he was on here more. My only gripe, this is my only gripe with this episode. I'm kind of tired of the alien cows or hats and cabbages taking over the world type thing on DW uh, episodes. Right. Yeah. And, you know, this far along into air date order, it's not bad. I don't hate this episode, but it's not one that I I would, like, recommend to people. Or I I, I don't even consider tier two, in my opinion. It's it's a solid episode, though. So I'm going three and a half. I think you get more of this ep- more out of this episode if you've seen more of the show. That probably would help too. That I wouldn't, would help. <laughs> I wouldn't be like, hey, you want to see a Darkwing Duck episode if you're new to the show? Go watch Twin Beaks. Absolutely not. I would not do that. The same thing with like twitching channels. I wouldn't say that's a great starter episode. You have to be more familiar with these characters and Bushroot to like really enjoy this one. Mm-hmm. Like this is a good like later in the series episode you know i, I wouldn't be on that i would not I, I, start i would not start someone with this episode definitely not yeah i would co-sign that too i i definitely wouldn't recommend somebody watching this at the beginning uh like, like i said it's not a bad episode i don't hate it at all no uh, but I, I do like it i did like that music you said that referenced the show when they first get to the town and stuff yeah, uh, I did like that music because like, we we never heard it before. You it know? definitely sets an interesting mood. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like I said, th- this episode has some good things. The LP talking to the law, using the psychic ability, it- it's hilarious, man. You know, and mm-hmm. really, LP is kind of the under the radar hero here. He's like predicting everything, but technically, he's also not because it's really Bushroot, the law, telling him everything. You know? Yeah, you know. This is a mark of really good writing that all five of the hero characters have something important to do. Yeah. Nobody feels like they don't need to be here. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's really good writing. Like, I don't feel like, oh, Honker doesn't have to be in this one. Oh, why is Launchpad here? Do mm-hmm. they really have to bring in Bushroot? No, all five of them are important to the story. Yeah. I, like, I, it, this is just me being selfish, Mike. I just mm-hmm. wish Bushroot was in it more because I like Bushroot, you know? Yeah. Well, the next episode we're doing, he's the main villain. Okay. <laughs> so at least at least we're getting more Bushroot. 
right, all right. We we owe it Bushroot. We owe it to Bushroot, so. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we definitely owe it to Bushroot. This has been a very Bushroot-heavy few weeks, isn't it? And, of course, by now, Bushroot came back in Let's Get Dangerous. Oh, yeah, that's right. He looks and, scarier in this one. He looks more evil. Yeah, um, let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's see what they do. Let's see yeah. what they do. I mean, I hope everybody enjoyed the episode. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> so <laughs> well, we my, don't uh, have any villains yeah. to rate. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not rating no cabbage, no. man. No, you don't need to rate something in the produce aisle. <laughs> no, we do not. Okay, so Mike, what episode we got next, man? Um, Like I said, another Bushroot episode. Um, I don't, this is, I'm not as fond of this one as I have been the last few episodes that we've done, um, but I think it's okay. Um, the Incredible Bulk. I remember, the, oh yeah, okay. The one, the one with the daisies. Uh-huh. It's, you know, it's Bushroot. How can you go wrong with Bushroot? How far are we from Valentine Ghoul or Inside Binky's Brain? Valentine Ghoul is after that. Yeah, I can't and wait. And Binky's Brain is still going to be a few months from now. Oh, man. We have a little while before Binky's Brain. Okay. All right, so, Mike, man, uh, for the people listening to us for the first time, where can they find us at? Everywhere. Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, um, Amazon now. Um iHeartRadio, Pandora, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, YouTube, of course, um, if you want to just watch the episodes on YouTube. And also, you can, the Amazon Alexa will also play the newest episode, too, if you ask it to. Um, I think that's everything. Um, if you want to be part of our community, like Will said, we also have a, we have a fan page you know, and our usual page for um, episode announcements as well. So we have two pages. And, of course, we also have our Zoom chats as well, 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. every Saturday. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> All right. So I got a few shout outs today, Mike. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Vix Martins. Uh, she's been so cool, man. Uh, she she was with us on that uh, DuckTales to Darkwing 91 uh, episode right. of the podcast. Uh, Vix has been very helpful as a moderator on our page. She's been joining our Zoom chat. She's cool, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. I also want to give a shout out to Justin Smith, Caroline Parr. Uh, Darla Main Zorn, Sarah Nanunka, and if I mispronounce y'all names, I'm so sorry. Jonathan Lawton, and there was one more, Isaac Andrew McCoy. So you guys are my shout-outs, and the reason why I picked you guys because you guys have been very active on our new uh, St. Canard Files Darkwing Duck group. So appreciate it, guys. And I just want to give a, one last quick shout-out um, to Bill Yadesky for filling in twice in a row when Bill – when Will wasn't feeling all that great. Um, I really appreciate that he was able to do that. Um, the second time was pretty short notice too. So um, I really appreciate it, Bill. I know you're listening. Thank you so much for helping me out those two times. Um, but it's good to have you back, Will. I'm glad uh, yeah, you're back man. on. Yeah, man. And you know, you gave a shout out to Bill, but you know, me and Bill have this little rivalry thing. So Bill, I'm sorry, but I still don't like Back to the Future 3, man. Sorry. <laughs> I, I don't... I don't like it either, but <laughs> sorry, Bill. <laughs> that one, that one, that one never did anything for me. Yeah, it, and for for those who wonder why we said that, Bill is a hardcore Back to the Future fan. If you didn't know yeah. that, yeah, hardcore. So yeah, I think he mentioned that on Twitching channels. He was participating in like a recreation of the movie. Yeah, which is All cool. Right. Yeah, so Mike, man, this wraps up uh, Twin Beaks, man. Uh, we got the Incredible Bolt next, right? Mm-hmm. 
All right, so guys, that's it. Uh, me and Mike are officially back. Um, hopefully, I can stay healthy, and hopefully, he can stay healthy as well for our next one. <laughs> yeah, please. All right, so uh, good night, everybody, and remember, stay dangerous. Have a good night. <laughs>